Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy Edit. Today's video, I'm bringing you guys the biggest value pick at each position for fantasy football in 2020. Now, I'm going to go over a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end that I find to be the biggest value at their given position due to the fact that I think they're just going a little too far back for the upside that I see for that given player at each position. So before I get into the video, I'd like to ask you guys, could please go down below and click that subscribe button. It's free and I produce content every single day to help you guys win your 2020 fantasy football championship. So without further ado, let's get right into the video. Also, now you can check out the draft guide 750 for the month of August, and that's not $750, that's $7.50. So let's get right into the video. Biggest value pick at each and every single position. The first position we're going to be talking about here is running back, and that is James White, running back of the New England Defense. Flatriots FFPC ADP 76.58. Now, FFPC is a high stakes website, ADP is average draft position. So, the 76 guy off the board on that website. Now, that website is a bit sharper since guys are putting up like a hundred plus dollars to do their drafts. So, that's not necessarily where players are going. So, that's why I went ahead and in the next part of the video, I'm going to talk about their ADP on ESPN. So, New England Deflatriate, like I said, five foot nine, 204 pounds out of Wisconsin, 28.5 years old. Now, his workout metrics are aren't the greatest, but we have seen the guy perform in the past being a top 12 running back, being that guy that literally carried the Patriots in the Super Bowl against the Atlanta Falcons, just putting up a zillion touchdowns. He ran a 4.57 40-yard dash a couple years ago at the Combine, 56th percentile, 40th percentile speed score, 18th percentile burst score, 66th percentile agility score, and a 74th percentile bench press. So looking at James White right now coming off the board is running back number 31, pick 77, round number 7 which is crazy considering he finished as running back number 18 in 2019 on 15 games. So what's the difference between uh, James White's team now and in the past? Now, their James White's defense is absolutely atrocious now due to the fact that the team just decided to absolutely opt out of the season. The whole defense said, fuck it, I don't want to play, I don't want to deal with this, I'm getting the hell out of here, I'm going to go sit home, and rightfully so, now that the Miami Dolphins are going to be the head team there, you know, that's just a joke, I was a Dolphins fan, I thought that was pretty funny. So now James White loses quarterback, as well in Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, and now it's going to be Cam Newton, but Cam Newton is actually a quarterback that is good to dumping off the ball to the running back position. He wasn't in the past, but once he got a good running back like Christian McCaffrey, he was able to do it. Now, I'm not saying James White is Christian McCaffrey, but James White is a very talented pass catching back in the NFL. 12.8 PPR points per game last season, ranked number 22 at the running back position. He had only 67 carries, 4.5 per game, ranking 53rd at running back, and 263 rushing yards, 17.5 per game, ranking 57 that running back. Now, I don't necessarily expect that to go up a whole bunch. I do think he gets more touches this year, but not some super big increase where he's at like 150 carries considering Sony Michelle there is there and he's the one who's going to be getting a majority of the rushes. His pass catching work, like I talked about earlier, is really why he is this highly touted running back, at least by myself. 95 targets, 6.3 per game, ranking 6th at the running back position. 72 receptions, 4.8 per game, ranking 6th at the running back position. I think this is going to be exactly the same with Cam Newton as it was with Tom Brady. Cam Newton can easily dump the ball off, and even if Cam Newton was to get hurt, I think Jared Stidham could do the same thing. That's actually why I like James White so much initially, was because I thought Jared Stidham would just be dumping the ball off because he might be a little scared to throw it deep deep down the field. Now, Cam Newton doesn't really give a fuck. He'll dump it off as well. He'll throw it deep down the field. He can do it all. But James White is a pivotal part of this New England defense. I think we see James White flourish yet again in 2020. His red zone touches were 30, ranked 2.0 per game, 23rd at the running back position. I don't really expect that to 
go all that much higher unless the Patriots are just running the ball in more at the goal line and in that case maybe James White will get in for a couple of those whereas normally it's Sony Michelle's total touchdowns is five number 34 I expect most of his touchdowns to come in the passing game James White is one of those short bastards who can just really wiggle his way into the end zone and I think James White has a good year in 2020 so why do I really think that Cam Newton is good at dumping the ball off to the running back it's pretty simple with these stats in two seasons with Cam Newton under center CMC was over 100 targets each season this is when CMC obviously elevated himself to being the running back that we know of today now last year obviously CMC did it with Kyle Allen he did it with Cam Newton he could do it with any quarterback but so in my opinion can James White it with CMC and Christian uh, and with CMC not with CMC and Christian McCaffrey with Cam Newton and CMC together in 2017 he had 80 receptions on 113 targets for 651 yards and five total touchdowns in 2018 he had 107 receptions on 124 targets for 867 yards and six total touchdowns so clearly Cam Newton did does dump the ball off to the running back. There's no narrative needed for the fact that he's a running quarterback, so he won't dump off the ball to the running back like some people like to bring up. James White's last few season finishes in 2019, running back 18. 2018, running back number seven. So he has finished as a top 12 running back before, and I believe there is the potential for him to do it this year in 2020, and the sixth, seventh round for James White is an absolute steal for your fantasy team, and that's why he is my biggest valued running back in fantasy football, or my most really overlooked running back, because no one's really looking for James White, but he is going to be a beast in 2020, probably just because he's not the sexiest of names. Next player to talk about here is my quarterback, Gardner Minshew Mania of the Jacksonville Jaguars. FFPC ADP 148.67, six foot one, 225 pounds, a six round draft pick out of Washington State, 24.2 years old. Gardner Minshew took the world by surprise last year. Funny enough, Gardner Minshew's workout metrics actually don't tell the tale of a guy who could just take the ball in his hands and just run for a zillion yards, but Gardner Minshew actually can do that. He is quite good outside of the pocket presence. He's able to scramble outside of the pocket, so his 40-yard dash is a 4.97, 24th percentile, but I'd actually boost that up completely, and you can see that by his burst score being 77th percentile, very, very good burst score, 39th percentile. Judy score, 38th percentile throw velocity, which isn't very hot, but his Wonderlick score is super duper high. Gardner Minshew is wicked smart with a 42 Wonderlick score, 97th percentile. So this guy's an absolute genius off the field, and it seems like he was on the field because once Big Dick Nick Foles went down, once my boy Nine Inch Nick went down, Gardner Minshew was really tearing it up. Right now, coming off the board is quarterback number 28. Quarterback number 28. Pick 187, round 16. So this guy's going undrafted in a lot of leagues. I see him probably coming up around quarterback 20 to 23 by the time we have our actual drafts in August. Well, it is August right now, but by the time your actual drafts happen. And even at that price of quarterback 20 to 23, I would even pay that price because I think Gardner Minshew has top 12 potential and will probably finish inside of the top 18 or maybe even 15 at the quarterback position. Right now, coming off the board, right like I said, quarterback number 28, finished last year as quarterback number 19, playing in just 14 games. Obviously, after big dick Nick, 9-inch Nick Foles went down, Gardner Minshew started, and then in the middle of the season, once Nick Foles got healthy, then they benched Gardner Minshew, which really threw Gardner Minshew off of his funk. He wasn't really playing that well right after. It took a couple of weeks for him to get back into his normal 
uh, let's say, routine. So he played 14 games, like I said, 470 passing attempts, 33.6 per game, which is pretty nice. 20th at the quarterback position, 3,271 passing yards, 233.6 per game, 20th at the quarterback position. And Gardner Minshew was a rookie at this time, so very terrific for a guy that wasn't even expected to do anything to come in and play this well. 21 passing touchdowns at a 4.5% rate, 19th at the quarterback position. Now 4.5% rate, what the quarterback touchdown rate means is 5 is about normal if Minshew was at like 3%. I would say it's bound to go up. If he was at like 9%, 7%, 8%, I'd say it was bound to go down. But he was at a 4.5%, so I expected to stay around there in 2026. INT's 20 interceptable pass ranking 14th at the quarterback position. So he wasn't controlling the ball all that well when he was throwing it, but he only did throw six INTs, so I'm not going to go ahead and blame him there. Now, what did uh, now what is something that is important to notice about a quarterback in fantasy football? It is his rushing stats, because running quarterbacks are better in fantasy football. They just are strictly because you only have to rush the ball for 10 yards to get one point, whereas you have to throw the ball 25 yards to get one point, and in most leagues, it is six point per rushing touchdown as receiving touchdown, but it is four point per passing touchdown in most leagues. In some leagues, it's six and six. So 67 carries, sixth at the quarterback position, which totaled for 344 rushing yards, fifth at the quarterback position, but he ranked in a total zero rushing touchdowns, which is bound to go up because you don't rush the ball that that amount of times as a quarterback and not score a single rushing touchdown, so I'd expect him to be at about three or four rushing touchdowns in 2020, if not even higher, due to the fact that he is going to be rushing the ball so much. Now, Gardner was on pace for 557 passing attempts last year, which would make him one of the more pass-heavy quarterbacks in the NFL, which will obviously bode well for fantasy points. Now, the Jaguars' defense is just absolutely atrocious. They're not the Saxonville Jaguars of a couple of years ago when the boat Blake Bortles was their starting quarterback. That's just not who they are anymore, and that is even better for Gardner Minshew because they're going to be out in these games, and just like with Blake Bortles, we saw a lot of garbage-time points coming Gardner Minshew's way. It doesn't even matter if you're that great of a quarterback because if you're down by that much, you're just going to be heaving the rock and it's going to count for fantasy points just like Jameis Winston last year. And they drafted LaVishka Chenault, which is a big help for Gardner Minshew. I'm not saying he's the wide receiver one there because DJ Chark is my boy baby Chark. And they also have a variety of other wide receivers. They probably have one of the most average wide receiver cores I've ever seen an NFL team just put together. They got Chris Connolly, D.D. Westbrook. These guys are just the most normal guys ever in the NFL. Pretty good guys, not above average, but just pretty good. And then they have D.J. Chark, who's very good, and I think Chenault fits in well there. And Gardner Mitchell also has a running back there in Mr. Leonard Fournette, as long as he decides not to hold out since he's on a contract year, who was getting heavily peppered with the ball last year, which obviously is going to help out Gardner Minshew because he can just dump the ball off and Leonard Fournette's a talented enough guy to just take one of those straight to the house. So if you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. It's free. I produce content every single day, like I always say, to help you guys win your 2020 Fantasy Football Championship. And if you got any questions about any of these players, please leave them down below in the comments. I love reading those. So my wide receiver pick of the video is you guys probably would have known this from a mile away. It's my main man, Calvin Ridley. I also thought about using Robert Woods because I really like him as well, and I think he is also a great bargain in the draft, as well as Tyler Boyd and Marvin Jones. For running back to me, it was either James White or Dave Montgomery. And a quarterback, there was a couple of guys like Daniel Jones, but I wanted to pick a guy that not a lot of people are talking about, so I picked Gardner Minshew. Calvin Ridley, wide receiver of the Atlanta 
Falcons, FFPC ADP 44, 6 foot 1, 189 pounds out of Alabama, 25.6 years old. Workout metrics, 86th percentile, 40-yard dash with a 4.43, 64th percentile speed score, 2nd percentile burst score, 42nd percentile agility score, and a 24th percentile catch radius for Calvin Ridley. Now, Calvin Ridley last year was the wide receiver 2-3 of the Atlanta Falcons, finishing the year as wide receiver number 27 in just 13 games. Right now, coming off the board as wide receiver 17, so a 10 ranking rise up from where he finished in 2019, but I think wide receiver 17 is a little low for Mr. Calvin Ridley. Pick 43 and is a fourth round pick. Calvin Ridley last season had 15 PPR points per game, ranking 18th at wide receiver. And like I spoke about before, he was kind of the wide receiver 2-3 of the team because Mohamed Sanu was there earlier in the season. And now Mohamed Sanu is gone. He got traded to the New England Deflatriates. And we're going to talk about that a little later about how much better Calvin Ridley got after Mohamed Sanu went to New England. 93 targets last season for Calvin Ridley, 7.2 per game, ranking 34th at the wide receiver position. They are also in a division that is 100% a score heavy type of division. They play against it's Atlanta, it's the Panthers, it's Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, and then it is the Saints. So they are going to be scoring a lot of points in this division. 63 receptions, 4.8 per game, ranking 30th at wide receiver, 866 receiving yards, 66.6 per game. Shout out to the Devil, just kidding. Never shouting out the Devil. 30 at wide receiver, 5 red zone receptions, 42nd at wide receiver, 7 total tighties, 13th at wide receiver, and 17.7 target share in that offense, which I expect to go up in 2020, especially since he's going to be the mainstay wide receiver two in a very, very, very pass-heavy offense, the number one pass-heavy offense in 2019. I believe they will be the same in 2020, and if they aren't, they'll be top five. Number 55 at wide receiver in the target share department. Now, if we look at Calvin Ridley's stats with Mohamed Sanu versus without Mohamed Sanu, there is a clear tell that he is much better after Mohamed Sanu left. Calvin Ridley played seven games in split with Mohamed Sanu versus six games out of split when Mohamed Sanu was gone in New England. So in split he, with Mohamed Sanu, he averaged 10.83 half PPR points per game and 12.9 PPR points per game. Without Mohamed Sanu, he increased his half PPR and PPR points by about over 3.5 at each. So he went from 10.83 to 14.95 half PPR points and PPR went from 12.9 to 17.78 per game. This was due to an increase in targets and receptions. His targets went from 6.29 with Mohamed Sanu to 8.17 per game without Mohamed Sanu, so that is a solid increase as well. And the reception total, 4.14 going to 5.67. Now, the only number that actually went down was his receiving touchdowns, 0.57 versus 0.5, but I don't really take too much into account there, since touchdown total is kind of different every single year. And the fact is that they have Julio Jones, who just can't score a touchdown to save his life. He'll probably score like five or six touchdowns every single year, because for some reason, he's just not known. He's not Julio touchdown Jones. He's Julio 1,500 yards Jones. So his receiving yards also went up without Mohamed Sanu going from 53.29 to 82.17 per game, which would make him be on a pace to score over 1,300 receiving yards, which I definitely think is in the books for Calvin Ridley in 2020 on this super pass-heavy offense with the exact same coaching system in place as last season with Dan Quinn as the head coach and Mr. Dirk Cutter as the offensive coordinator. So final player of the video, the final position is actually teammate of Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst, my biggest value tight end. I've talked about this guy a bunch, so we will go quick on him. Another value I also like is Jack Doyle, super late. I actually made a video talking about tight ends just the other day, so if you guys want to check that out, you can as well. I go in-depth on a bunch of tight ends that I really like. So Hayden Hurst right now coming off the board. FFPC ADP is rising, rising, rising like a motherfucker. 
right now. It just is. He was literally, like, pick 100 on FPC, like, FFPC a couple weeks ago. Now he's at pick 74, so he's rising up like your cock in the morning. Rise and shine, baby. But it's okay because Hayden Hurst, he's worth that pick. Even there, he's worth it. Atlanta Falcons, 6'5", 250 pounds, formerly of the South Carolina Gamecocks, 27 years old, and he also used to be a Baltimore Raven. 4.67, 40-yard dash, 80th percentile, 81st percentile, speed score, 42nd percentile, burst score, 52nd percentile, Jody score, and a 45th percentile catch radius. So what is so special about Mr. Hayden Hurst, who finishes tight end 34 last year, playing all 16 games, now coming off the board as a top 10 tight end, tight end number 10, pick 105, and round number 9. For starters, Atlanta paid a high price for Hayden Hurst, giving up, I believe, a second-round pick to get him. So they really believed in him, and that's why they shipped off Austin Hooper to the Browns because they knew they could get another tight end in Hayden Hurst, and Hayden Hurst is a very talented tight end. Even getting 40-plus or 40 targets in Baltimore with Mark Andrews, still there, 2.5 per game, ranking 36th at tight end, 30 receptions, 1.9 per game, 35th at tight end, and two total touchdowns. So the icing on the cake for Hayden Hurst is Dirk Cutter, the offensive coordinator's love for the tight end position. This guy's like... Like Philip Rivers. He just loves those tight ends. So in Atlanta, Austin Hooper put up these numbers in 13 games and finished as tight end six. In 13 games, he had almost 100 targets with 97 targets, 7.5 per game, ranking sixth at the tight end position. Like I said, they were the number one team in pass play percentage last season. I believe they will be around there this year as well. 75 receptions, 5.8 per game, ranking fifth at tight end, 787 receiving yards, 60.7 per game, ranking sixth at the tight end position, six total touchdowns, fourth at tight end, and number one in pass plays per game. Like I said, so I would not be surprised if we see Hayden Hurst play up to how uh, how Austin Hooper played. I have Hayden Hurst ranked inside of my top 10 tight ends. I have him ranked inside of my top 6 tight ends. That's how much I believe in Hayden Hurst, and I believe you should believe in Hayden Hurst as well in 2020. I think he has an excellent season, and I would not be surprised if he finished inside of the top 5, maybe even the top 4, due to how just explosive this offense is going to be passing the ball all types of times and how experienced Hayden Hurst is and how good Hayden Hurst really is. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If you ended up enjoying, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. I love each and every single one of you. I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Check out the Patreon as well, and I'll see you motherfuckers with yet another banger of a video tomorrow. Maybe there'll be a double upload later. See you guys later. I love you all. Goodbye!